This is the EPLOG audio experience. Legendary actor Deena Pathak is best remembered for her memorable characters on screen, be it Khubsurat or Golmar. But those who have watched her on stage say she was mesmerizing in Mena Gurjari, Mithya Abhiman, Jasma Odan, and many more plays. Her plays reflected a changing India, and she excelled as an actor, a director, a dancer, activist, and also a nationalist. She was an inspiration for a generation of actors, and also to her family, her two daughters, and four grandchildren. On her centenary birth anniversary, her two daughters, Ratna Pataksha and Supriya Patak, pay a tribute to their dynamic mother and celebrate her life. It's my privilege to have Ratna Pataksha and Supriya Patak on my show, Rangamach. What happens is that when your mother is a kind of a superstar and uh, she is uh, in show business and everybody around her, wherever she goes, uh, are in awe of her, but you treat her like mother at home and you are never aware of her stardom, her talent, her caliber. When did you become conscious, Supriya, of your mother being this star? Well, to tell you honestly, we I from a very young age, was aware of the fact that she was an actress and that she was, um, you know, I mean, we used to have a lot of parties in our house, which was, our, uh, as a childhood, that's a big memory I have. It's a lot of gatherings, and the, mostly the gatherings were of friends of my mother's, which my father used to love entertaining. And um, so there would be a lot of theatre people who would come and a lot of... Uh, film people also, majorly theatre people who would come and there would be these huge parties which were given a lot of conversation happening. So whatever I could hear at that age or understand, I always was aware of the fact that my mother is not just a housewife or not just a person who is uh, like my friend's mothers, you know. So I there was always a difference about that. Yes, the calibre of what kind of an actress she was or something came much, much later for me when I maybe started seeing her work or started understanding what she's doing and um, how well she does it. And then, of course, you had all these people come up to you and say, oh, man, she was fabulous. She used to get on the stage and light up the stage and things like that. And you'd say, man, we've never seen that. But wow, it must be something, you know. So that became I think a much later concept in my life than it was in an earlier time. Earlier time, but I was always aware that she was she was not ordinary. <laughs> she was always something else. So, you know, Ratna, you were older than Supriya and uh, you were uh, involved uh, with her in her work also at a very young age. So uh, probably uh, the recognition of her persona dawned on you earlier. Were you ever intimidated? No. And just to carry forward what Supriya was saying, uh, I became aware of who my mother was um, largely because of the fact that she performed to each, to us almost all the time. 
she would tell us stories from her past she would tell us stories about her days in the theater about particularly her days with ikta she would perform scenes out of mena gurjari for us at home oh would, wow i don't, don't remember this at all oh yeah and, and we were just these two goggle-eyed girls sitting in front of her and she would oh. be doing one hand performance of practically the whole of mena i remember in fact i remember some of the dialogue from that only because she said it out in such a dramatic way uh, i must have been what 8 9 10 maybe there about wow yeah that was her way of doing rehearsals no no no, no. this was just to us this was part of her storytelling the way a mother put, tells a story to a child these were her stories stories about ipta about traveling around everywhere about waiting on train stations about clambering onto buses and trucks and you know uh, doing plays uh, the different people who were involved the way in which they improvised and things uh, as they went along i remember her telling us uh, telling us you were there supri but maybe you were but i don't young. remember it, so it's like telling you <laughs> yes yes but yes. we both sat there uh, in front of her and listened so she would describe how they would they had no lights because they were performing all over the place on the streets practically so there was this guy who devised one of the people from the group i think obonida she used to call him i think so he devised a kind of a a uh, light out of a matka and painted with uh, silver paint inside all kinds of stories so i i sort of i remember that uh, thinking that this is a very interesting mother to have i mean uh, uh, so i i sort of felt her importance and her uh, her difference as supriya put it she was not like the other mothers around very very early on and because i was the only one i i interacted a lot with her though i never acted so much with her supriya is the one who acted much more under her direction but i just remember these visuals of mart telling stories and singing songs and the whole of just uh, of mena gurjari i remember uh, her songs I'm, i still know the songs just because there were such vivid memories then nothing like this do i remember at all i remember uh, stories in, in my childhood only being told by my grandmother so i have no idea about what ratna didi is saying just now because i uh, i don't think she i mean maybe i was too young to register or yes, i spent yes. a lot of my time at my mama's house so a lot of the times maybe with you know maybe i was around but my i don't know i have no memory of her performing till much later when i started understanding what kind of a actress what kind of a job does she do you know and then of course when what i also started getting into a kind of very similar field then of course the importance of everything kind of fell into place what happens when two siblings are growing up together because this happens with my sister and me i have vivid memories of so many things and she almost has amnesia so it looks like <laughs> we were not real sisters we did not grow up in the same house and i always remember it where, where were you you were there and you don't remember anything but uh, my father was an avid theater watcher and uh, he used to talk to us about dina gandhi at that time i don't know if it was he used to talk to us as dina patha or dina gandhi it does not matter and he used to talk about mena gurjari and he used to say that people used to queue up outside the theaters in a very long queue only to watch her scintillating performance and i'm told it's the only play gujarati play that was performed at the rashtrapati bhavan 
uh, before the president. And um, she was so sparkling, she was fiery, and um, she kind of had a connect with her audience always, no matter what role she played and however complex it was, which in a way I see in both of you. So uh, do you think there was any kind of a, a subconscious training also she was giving you as actors while you were growing up? As an actor, she was not only focused on herself. Because of her days in Natmandal, she was definitely an actor trainer. That was part of her area of interest. So maybe this was her way of giving us um, some kind of understanding of the business of acting. But I think largely it was because she wanted to connect to us, to make us see and feel what she had seen and feel, felt. She took me along for rehearsals all the time. Throughout my childhood, I remember going to rehearsals and hanging around backstage. So that, that is where I grew up, frankly. And it was thanks to Ma. She just dragged me. And I think maybe I was also one of those horrible, amenable kids, you know, the teacher's pet type who did everything elders told her, them to do. So I just went along. And eventually I found everything so interesting that I went along for my own pleasure. But to start with, I was that obedient daughter who did what mummy said. I have no memories the kind of that Ratna Didi has. So it's very strange, as you just now said. Uh, I would like to ask her, did we grow up in the same house? Because I really don't have any of these memories. We didn't really grow up in the same house. You were at Mama's house, as you rightly said. Yes. I was, mostly, I was mostly at my Mama's house. So what used to happen, I remember her kind of um, bundling me up and putting me at Ba's house. So that was my memory of whatever she was doing. And... Um, I learned a lot from her when I, she directed me. That was my, my time of learning from her. Look, Ratna Didi was always the bright child in the family. I was the really dumb one. And I was quite a, everybody was, you know, kind of worried about what the hell is going to happen to this second daughter of Dina Ji's and Paldev Ji's because she's no good. So that was basically the kind of, uh, you know, atmosphere that, uh, between me and Ratna Didi, that was there. So she was always the bride. So mom used to maybe talk to her more, communicate with her more because she was receptive and she was there. And she was maybe the one that Mas thought would take her legacy ahead. So I think that was majorly it. So I don't remember any of this. But when she directed me is when she taught me how to conduct myself First, that was first thing that I learned from her was how to conduct myself in a very professional way. Though we were doing the play in an amateur uh, situation, it was through our children's club that we were doing Mena. But the fact that, you know, because lots of people would come and see it, the fact that Dina Bain's daughter is going to be doing Mena was a big event in itself, you know. So that, she taught me a lot of that, apart from how to carry myself on stage. This the first thing I remember her telling me was never stand straight, always stand at an angle on stage. You know, those things which you, in school, we had none of that. We used to always stand straight and look, whatever those stupid plays that we did in school, we always had that was taught to us like that. And all of us was given this training and because we were all from this, the people in the show were my friends and they were not actors so you know she had a lot of hard work to do with us but I did learn a lot from her then. Uh, Ratna she says that uh, Dina ji taught her that never stand straight 
always sat at an angle. What are the things that you remember her telling you that you had to take care as an actor? What are the tips? Really to do with how you approach the inner life of the character. Uh, the, the stand at an angle and you know, all these kind of theater tricks were the things that Satyadev Dubey contributed to my life. And uh, I'm afraid there are things that I've had to discard as I go along in life. But that's another story for another time. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about the business of acting. And in those days, this one, this kind of acting was necessary probably. But today I don't feel the value of those instructions today. But what I do feel the value of is what Ma used to say about the inner life of a character. I remember when I did Jasma, which was in the Bhavai tradition, uh, Jasma Odan is a play written by her older sister, Shanta, but done very much later after Mena was a super duper hit, as you've just said. So uh, when I was doing Jasma, I found that I did not have the largeness of spirit that is required to play a okay. character in, of, of that stature. Ma had, Ma knew that instinctively. She had never been trained necessarily, but she just knew inside of her how to reach out to that inner space, which all actors do need. So she made me very aware of that. She kept telling me when she saw rehearsals of Jasma, she said, you are going to have to find something more than yourself. You cannot do Jasma like you do, like you would do a regular uh, modern play. It's not Ratna. It's not Ratna's experience. It's something so different, so much larger. So learn how to find that space inside you. I, I didn't understand it then, of course. I just thought she's just being critical. But now when I think back on it, oh, it was the best advice anyone could have given me. The reason why uh, Ma didn't think that when she decided, when she was told to do Mena, uh, she said, I, and because Ratna Devi was already an actress. I mean, she was already in the process of, I, I think you had already started working. Right? Started working with Dubey and yeah. Dubey and all. So she, so everybody thought naturally it's going to be Ratna Didi who's going to do Anna. I mean, there was never a question to that. And she said, no, she, it was her decision that she said, no, Ratna, uh, Supriya will be able to understand Mena as a character better. Yes. So everybody was quite stunned and I was shocked. I almost fell down. I didn't even know that I could understand myself better. So forget anybody else. So basically, I, and she said, no, because because um, I think Bhavanaji, I was basically a very uh, spiritual person, you know, in the sense I used to be sitting in a mandir all the time and things like that. So maybe that was her connect that she thought maybe I would be able to understand Mena better. But that's how I, that's how she decided to do Mena with me and not with Ratnadi. And it was a right and, choice because Supriya had the spirit for Mena. I didn't. Yeah, I think I could understand sure. that. I could understand that spirit that you had the spirit too. But I mean, I could maybe uh, without um, without uh, really intellectualizing it, just feel it. Correct. Because Correct. that was what I was. You know, I was that person who could believe in the fact that Ha, mata hoti hai, mata chad sakti hai, mata ye. Matlab, it, I never questioned those things. I think Ratna Didi might have sat in that, how can it be? So that how can it be could have maybe been a barrier to be able to communicate what Mena was feeling. 
that yes. was i think what to do her understanding was too much time you know intellectualizing and being a cerebral actor it took me a yeah. lot of time to get out of that space i think all that was our journey yeah. yeah yeah that's part of the journey of course it's all about submission and uh, how a mother a mother who's an actor understands instinctively that who is correct for the role but we don't understand that why she is making these decisions we understand it much later so what are your other memories of your mother's other characters i remember this very clearly when my mother told me she used to take her tailor to see a a, a film मतलब उसका टिकट लेके उसके पास में बिठा के ये वाला नरगिस ने ये जो ब्लाउज पहना है ना वैसा मुझे ब्लाउज चाहिए so she and the tailor used to come with her to the theater to see the play, film puri picture bichare ko dekhni padti thi wo ek blouse jo nargis ne pehna hai wo us maa ke liye banane ke but that, that was amdabad <laughs> no this was even before she became an actress supriya she used to do oh, it even in junagadh yes yes oh, she oh, used oh. to take her junagadh wala tailor also kya wo frock i want a frock like ियल priya you i don't know if ratna dances uh, classical or otherwise um, but you know um, it was a generation that uh, flowered in multifaceted personality and exercised all the talents that they had unlike us who are streamlined into one or two platforms but you know but like my mother she also told me this I, but you're talking about the dance see when i was also wanting to be a professional i mean not a dancer as such on stage but i wanted to buy academics in dance so my purpose was different and when i wanted when she said you have to do mena the way she convinced me was this that because you are a dancer you will be able to perform because i said i'm not an actor and i don't want to be so she said nahi tu dancer che na itle you will understand tu chinta na kar i also came from that so you know that was kind of a base for me to feel that yeah it is possible for me to do something when acting because i had a base of dance and she also had a base of dance so that was a kind of common point she tried to sort of push me towards dance also like all good mothers in those days did so i did my five years of bharatnatyam in some uh, class nearby um and uh, i wish i'd continued because that would have been a very very useful thing for me but uh, uh, you know what i remember of mars time as an actor really was uh, no sorry uh, two things as as a dancer mars training was in folk and sort of semi classical and she was trained by uh, shanti bardhan who ran yes. a company for ipta called central valley troop Shantida had come out of Almoda and having worked with um, Uday Shankar there, Shanta Mashi, my oldest aunt, actually had worked in Almoda with Uday Shankar. So she and Shantida and all decided to start Central Ballet Troupe, and Ma and several others were involved in that. So her training as a dancer was not a classical training in that sense. So oh. and it was meant, and it was meant as a 
tool of communication to get across to a large audience uh, the ideas that IPTA, a leftist organization, was trying to portray, was trying to make people aware of. I remember her stories about a dance production that they did called India Immortal, which was, uh, which was designed by Shantita. All these girls acted in, uh, danced and acted in it. And uh, I still have some costumes from that. And I still have some bits of jewelry from the shows. They made costumes out of jute because they had no money. And they performed, they traveled everywhere. And during the uh, Bengal famine in particular, Ma traveled all around uh, North India. And that was a real eye-opener for her because she saw what the famine actually did to people. And she also saw how people generously contributed. I remember she used to say that, um, you know, sari ka pallu yu karke, uh, they would go around and women would just take off bangles, jewelry, mangal sutras and put it into that thing. Because it was such a horrifying um, time for everyone. Everyone was... Even so that, that I remember her telling about even when Gandhiji yes. used to say, ke, yes. uh, 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 pi do. Uh, you know, give away your suti kapra penno. So the people used to just come out in the and she said this to me and she said, I'm actually moti moti aag loko kapra de. whatever they had. So that was, I think, also the times and the passion of the times that was so strong. And I think all these women became such uh, determined people. In whatever they did after that, because of, I think, the times, even as a mother, she was a very determined mother. I mean, she was not a mother who um, just brought us up. She, she wasn't the kind of person who would also kind of push her thoughts into us. She did want us to grow as individuals. She she uh, put in a lot of her uh, thinking also, I mean, because that was the influence that she had on, our, on me especially. But... Apart from that, she also had this very strong belief that you have to make your own personality. You have to be your own people. And that was something that she did put in me um, over a period of time. And that, I think, came from this whole younger life of hers where she was constantly... They worked so much. That yes. was another thing that, you know, I mean, they didn't take a breather, I think. I don't think she ever took a breather. And in very difficult circumstances in those days. Yeah. Yeah. In her in Natmandal days, they had no money. They were living yeah. on 25 rupees a month and the commune in, uh, in Mumbai. I mean, this is the kind of life that they all saw and they all yeah. learned from. And that is why she continued her activism with various organizations right through to the end. In 2002, when she died in May, she, uh, she died in October. In May, she was in Madras attending a Mahila Federation meeting. She would travel all over the country and in all kinds of ways in order to be able to participate and motivate and push people to do what is the right thing. Another thing that I want to really add on to what Ratna Didi is saying is the amazing part about my mother, I feel, is the different kinds of people that she communicated with and all of them feeling that they, she belongs to them. Yes. Like all the Mahila Mandals, I'm talking about Mahila Mandals, to a Mahila Mandal who would go out in the streets and work on slum children and everything. So there were these two absolutely different kind of 
uh, activities that she would participate in with total belief. So yes. both the people felt that Dina Bento was papadat banaveche. Ane Dina Bento general ene bani. Both felt that Dina Ben was the yes. person who they could believe in. Not just that, uh, she also allowed both of you your choices in life. I mean, both of you married uh, not exactly conventional choices of men. Uh, Ratna, you from a different religion, but you know she supported you throughout. And she was an inspiration to all your children also. She was not just a fabulous mother, but also the children. I mean, whenever Vivan talks or Sana talks, they talk about Ba and they say that if she was there, she would have watched this performance, that performance. And I've seen her accompany your children at the Prithvi Theatre when you and Nasir are performing, buying them things to eat. And she's saying, itna khare ye dono bache, abhi aage chalkar natak dekho, khana ban karo. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, she, she was a great grandmother. She was. My, this, my uh, Sana uh, remembers, I mean, it's today also. She believes that uh, whatever she is, is because of her time that she spent with Ba. So she is, that, that has been a very, very strong influence on Sana's life. Ruhan Ba was not very happy with. And Ruhan, Ba used to feel that Ruhan is too loud and too much of a brat. And he used to really... And understand, and he's a very smart kid, so he used to look at her and say, Ah, now she's gonna get irritated. So she used to go out there and irritate because he was very young when she died. So, her his time with her has been more of that. But I, but he also says the last year of her life, where she was, he was also growing up and she was there, she used to tell him a lot of wonderful things. And that is another thing about my mother, she had so many stories, her own things that she could make up. Her imagination was wonderful at, uh, always. I mean, I always used to feel that she could you know. And that's what she did with the children. Yes. And, and to add to what she just said about the storytelling for the children in particular, they were completely childlike stories. Some yeah. of them completely nonsense. nonsense. And almost none with morals. She was completely not keen on dumping any kind of morals on us. Oh, Izzy, don't good. make me talk. Don't make me talk. Uh, you know what uh, she used to watch? Bold and Beautiful. Yes, yes. What's her favorite program on television? And yes. she used to watch it like a, it was like her Bible time. Bold and Beautiful. So the children could go. We, those days, there was only one television in the house. The children and wanted to see cartoon. And no, no, they used to fight. What? The kids used to fight. I've actually yeah. seen them fight over the remote. Like it's two remote. young kids would. They would <laughs> That's true. And, pull and, and, it was, and she did it fully. Full concentration. Yeah. And she, it was not for anything else, but bold and beautiful, I have to see. And I used to feel that, you know, the kids, why are you showing them this? And she used to say, message here. Watch this. <laughs> but I used to say, why? She had no problems about that. She said, Baddu, everything you have to be exposed to everything. That was her yeah, idea. That's what I mean. That's what I meant when I said that she was not interested in moralizing about yeah. anything, anyone. She did not want to make judgments about the world. She knew that the world was too complex and too busy and too full of differences to uh, be brought down into a single 
way of thinking. That's why maybe she couldn't continue with the uh, with the, her political activity because after a yeah. while it became just one stance, and she couldn't deal with that. You see, uh, she is uh, an actor, a director. She was uh, enamored by the fashion style. She was a dancer. Uh, she was uh, an activist. Uh, through her plays, she was giving a statement and fighting for the downtrodden. And uh, she was uh, a very affable person because what I remember as a budding journalist, I've often met her on the sets of Gulzar Sahib's Meera they were making at that time. And she had such an interesting conversation with me. And then she was the one who sent your other Masi, the younger one, Tarla Mehta, to my home. Uh, did how could she uh, flourish in her film career? And that is when uh, Tarla uh, Mehta said that, you know, when Dina uh, Pathak was such a big star on stage, started with doing small roles in films, but slowly she was making her space. And then there were directors who found her so dependable that they always went to her when they had a good role. Who would have thought that she would do Kup Surat or who would have thought that she would do a Golmar? This is Dina Patak's centenary year. Supriya, if Dina Ji was alive today, what do you think she would be doing? Would she be fit and <laughs> on the oh yes, stage. she would definitely have been as fit as possible and uh, I mean of course she would have been 100 so I'm sure the age factor would have, the body would have reacted to being 100 but her mind would never have been 100. She would have been about uh, 21 now. Mentally <laughs> she would be about 21 and she'd be trying to find uh, um, exciting things to do. I think she would have moved backwards in her life. After 80, she would have gone one down back. So let's say she would have been 20, 21, as I said, you know, mentally she would have been that much. And she'd be maybe looking at um, how, how, how much more exciting her life can be. Uh, she would have been trying to discover if there was interesting stuff which was happening. She would have been very depressed and very creepy about the way of life that is there today and about how nobody cares. And that whole creepiness of hers will have continued because she would have been very dissatisfied with the way things have turned out. She would have been very happy with her grandchildren. Just she will be full of life. That's what I think she would have been. And if she would have been anything else, she would have been horrible. So, and she would have been miserable. So I don't think she, I would have hoped her to be this 21. That's yeah. what she would Ratna, How would you like to uh, remember your mother as an actor and as an individual? Wow. How to sum up uh, a, a personality like that in a short uh, <laughs> sentence or two? Uh, to take off from what Supriya was saying, she would have been part of what is happening today. She would have been very depressed with the politics. She would have been very, very unhappy with that. Uh, but I think what she would have held on to is the human quality that is of importance today as it was earlier. If I were to uh, sort of um, find a way to encapsulate her entire life. I would say she was a person who lived on her own terms. She never hurt anyone deliberately, knowingly. She was a person who connected with the life around her, whether it was her family or the people she worked with or friends or anyone she met on the street. She loved people and she accepted them and welcomed them to her bosom very happily. 
she was a very confident person. She was a person who knew what she wanted, but she also knew how to live with others, how to mend one's ways, how to adjust around people. And really, finally, she was the best grandmother I've seen around. She really was. She gave the kids confidence. She gave the kids unquestioning love, something that parents are often not able to do. She really, really stood for her grandchildren and she gave everything of herself to them. Could you Peach and salt lime or something in one of yes. the articles you wrote about her. I would like to think of her as that. And if I have to quickly just ask a kind of a, ra a rapid fire, who between the two of you has Deepa Patak's uh, temper? <laughs> she didn't really have a temper, to tell you She sulked. You know, yeah, she, she sulked. She was yeah. the... Uh, I don't I think, think either of us sulk. We've no, no, learned no, have, the anger. I've sulked. Sulk? No, I don't sulk. I think I, I think I uh, personally feel that uh, both of us, all three of us, were very different people. I don't think we can kind of, um, you know, say that. So I took such a thing from her, or she, Ratna Didi, took such a thing from her. I think we all, and but we all, I think both me and Ratna Didi are becoming a little like her. Yes, yes, definitely. But I can definitely say what I got from her. I know what I got from her. I know that I got her sense of zest and her acceptance of life and of people. And um, I know that I, like her, I want to connect to people. I want to be involved. I'm not a solitary person. So definitely that comes from Ma. And, and also the, uh, the desire to do well. She really deeply felt it, you know. And she felt very sorry towards the second half of her life, where she didn't get uh, the kind of work that she really wanted. She, she missed that so much, the kind of work that would give her soul satisfaction. She just did the kind of films that came her way. And I know, you what you got from her? What Sorry? I got from her was uh, people. I, I also enjoy people. I like communicating with people. And I think that's what she really put into both of us, maybe. I mean, so with me, definitely. She made me happy with people. She did not, uh, I, I'm not the kind of person who, I, I like thinking about others more than I like thinking about myself, which I think came from her also. But one thing I'd really like to say right now is in this tough times of Corona that we've just gone through, I think she would have been a great inspiration if she was around, if she was given an opportunity to talk to the youngsters. I really feel she would have inspired them to, you know, keep going uh, in this tough time that um, I think it would have been lovely. I mean, she would have been horribly upset herself about the times, but she would have Imagine really been locked there for the Ma would have never been able to tolerate being locked up for two years. She yeah, 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 of course. That's what I'm saying. But if she could have communicated with youngsters, Nadidi, I feel today that she would have been happy. She would have made people happy in that sense because she, she would have inspired them to fight it all out, you know. So in the end, what I would say is that she was the queen of the Rangvanj. And on the screen, she was a scene stealer in the smallest role. And what I got from Dina Patak 
are her two wonderful daughters. And so often <laughs> when I watch them on screen and I say that, oh my God, she's doing it exactly like Dina Patak. And I watch <laughs> another daughter sitting in a particular scene and I said, oh my God, she's sitting exactly like her mother. So this is uh, her heritage and this is her legacy. And thank you for chatting with me. And I think it's a wonderful way to celebrate her centenary year. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Yes, this was great fun remembering her like this. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Rangmanch on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself. <laughs>